on bad days mm-hmm. when I have pain, despite taking my everyday painkiller, I've noticed over the years that exercise makes the symptoms better. I won't say it gets rid of it completely, <laughs> but it, yeah, it definitely lessens it. And I think, you know, when I first started experiencing this pain and I was like, oh, my inclination was to just lay on the couch and not move. Because mm-hmm. every time I sit, every time I stand, every time I go to the bathroom, every time I get food, every time I walk around, lay down, roll over, get in the car, get out of the car, sit in my desk chair, everything hurts. And so, you know, I thought that sitting still would be the best thing for it, but it's not. <laughs> it is absolutely not. And so just getting to the gym is the most important thing for me on those days is I know once I walk in there, I'm going to feel better. Hello, and welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Dr. Julie Fouché, family physician and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring you information and inspiration to help bridge the gap between fitness and medicine and support your journey toward your healthiest self. This episode is one of a series of Pursuing Health stories, where I feature the inspiring stories of regular, everyday people who've used lifestyle to overcome some incredible health challenges. And in this week's episode, I share a conversation with Scott Young, who talks about his journey with a rare autoimmune condition called ankylosing spondylitis that over time can cause fusion in the bones of the spine. Scott shares how his physical therapist encouraged him to start CrossFit to improve his movement mechanics, and how this then led to his realization that staying active helps relieve some of the stiffness and pain he experiences as a result of his ankylosing spondylitis. We also talk about the mental benefits of surrounding yourself with a community that lifts you up and the importance of focusing your energy on habits that lead to health and happiness in the long term. Before we dive into the episode, I do want to make it clear that this podcast is for general information only and does not provide medical advice. I recommend that you seek assistance from your personal physician for any health conditions or concerns. So with that, let's get to the episode. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm very excited to be here today with Scott Young and excited to hear about your journey and your story um, in particular with ankylosing spondylitis. So let's just start with that. That's probably a term that most people listening have not heard of before or really have any idea what it is. So can you just explain for people listening what ankylosing spondylitis is? Yeah, absolutely. And I should probably preface this by saying I'm not a doctor at all or rheumatologist of any sort. But um, from the way I understand it is I'm missing a protein that helps the white blood cells in my body identify my bones as friends and part of the body. And so my white blood cells are actually attacking my bones, thinking that they're foreign invaders and turning my bones specifically in my spine and hips into scar tissue. Mm -hmm. And eventually over time, they theoretically will all kind of fuse into one solid block and my spine will stop being a bendable series of vertebrae and just be one uh, kind of solid rod. Uh, (laughs) Which is terrifying. (laughs) Quite the explanation. Yeah. But I mean, a very clear explanation, I think. Um, And obviously a very sort of daunting diagnosis to have. Can you just explain for us what, um, what your diagnosis was like? When did you first start noticing that something wasn't quite right? And, and what were you experiencing? Yeah, I, the, the earliest I can remember was actually my freshman year of college. 
so I was 18, uh, maybe 19. Um, and there was a day that I like, I literally could not get out of bed because my back was hurting so badly and I couldn't really figure out why I hadn't done anything. I hadn't tweaked it. I hadn't picked up anything heavy. It was just like this horrible, horrible pain in my back. And it was in a spot that like, I couldn't really reach. It was almost like not muscular, like no amount of rubbing or massaging or medicine ball or lacrosse ball or foam roller could reach Hmm. the deep part of my body where the pain was. It was really confusing. And it lasted about a week and then it just completely went away. And I was confused and I was like, yeah, well, it must have been, you know, must be nothing. (laughs) And just kind of, you know, went along with my life. And, you know, it it would kind of go along like that for years. It would show up out of nowhere. I would just be in this terrible, terrible pain. Nothing really helped sitting, standing, walking, everything hurt, lying down, like absolutely everything. And then it would just disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and finally it was a couple of years later, honestly, like it, it was so bad for such a long extended period of time that I was like, all right, something's not right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that was about 2016, um, that I went and saw a doctor about it and it started out with a primary care physician who sent me to an orthopedist and he was the one who took some x-rays, did the blood test and mm-hmm. figured out that I was missing the, that protein, the H, HLA B27. Mm-hmm. And then he sent me to a rheumatologist. And so the first rheumatologist that I saw, he was like this, he was nice enough, but he was very, very old. And he was like, well, you have ankylosing spondylitis. And what I can tell you is that you have to go on these drugs, they call them biologics, mm-hmm. that completely shut down your immune system entirely. And that's your only option. And I was like, Ugh, that's scary. sounds serious <laughs> and scary. And um, so I, I ended up going back to the orthopedist asking for another recommendation for a rheumatologist. And that's when I found my current rheumatologist who's just been absolutely amazing. Um, and he's like, yes, that is, you know, those biologics are one option. Let's take a look at a few more <laughs> before we just totally shut down your immune system entirely. And so um, we started on a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, which she explained basically is like a super Advil. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been pretty good for me so far. And we monitor my bone growth, MRIs and x-rays every year takes blood tests every six months to make sure nothing is going on with my kidneys or liver. Um, and other than that, we're just kind of in like a wait and see pattern, hoping that it, it doesn't spread further than my hips and spine and hoping that, um, fusion doesn't start to occur. Wow. And it sounds like you are already, you know, very active before, um, this diagnosis. Can you just talk about what your athletic background was and then how you got into CrossFit? Yeah. Um, so I was, I have been club swimming since I was like five years old. Um, I grew up in Southern California, so I was always going to the beach and, um, doing club swimming. And then once I hit high school, I was on the swim team there, um, played water polo my freshman year, um, before focusing just on the swim team. And, 
actually had the opportunity to go to New Zealand and Australia in wow. high school and kind of fell in love with rugby there and brought it back to my high school and started a, a rugby team at my high school um, and did that senior year as well as um, swim team. That's and, a great combo, swimming and rugby. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in college, I, I was on the rugby team freshman year, um, didn't really have a very good time. So stopped doing that and then spent the next two years kind of doing nothing but drinking copious amounts of alcohol and eating terrible food <laughs> and uh, got started uh, getting into weightlifting finally by my senior year. Okay. And I was kind of like on and off at Globo gyms. I was really into like working out twice a day for three months mm -hmm. and then I would take four months off and do nothing. Mm -hmm. And throughout this time, it didn't seem like my back pain had anything to do with whether I exercised or not. It was just kind of an interest of mine and then it would fade away. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I briefly dabbled in, in CrossFit and back in 2014, um, I had this idea in my head that if I just had a six pack, my life would be so much better. Sure. And I would be so much <laughs> happier and confident and that would turn into me making more money and having an overall better life. Of course, it's always um, the same thing. Or if, I, if my friend time was just two minutes, or if I could deadlift. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything would be great. Um, so I googled like you know best workout for six pack, <laughs> somehow found my found my way to CrossFit and went to this little affiliate, this local gym, and I don't think it's even around anymore. Um, but uh, that only lasted a couple months. The guy that I joined with quit and it was getting really expensive. So I was like, eh, yeah. I'll just go back to LA Fitness for $20 a month. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so it wasn't really until 2018 that I started going back somewhat regularly. Uh, I would, at that point, I knew that I had been diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis already. Mm -hmm. um, and I was kind of having a flare up. And so I went to see a physical therapist that I had previously seen back when I first got diagnosed. And I remember she was great to work with. So mm -hmm. went back to her and um, she, she was the one who actually encouraged me to start going to CrossFit. She happened to be a coach at a local gym okay. uh, here at Ballard CrossFit. And uh, I remember this vividly. She's, she's a great physical therapist, but part of her physical therapy is squatting and deadlifting yeah and she looked at me and she was like you move so horribly you are just <laughs> your form is absolutely hideous and you have a very weak posterior chain you need to go to crossfit and i was like oh my gosh okay like all right <laughs> i was like okay i guess wow like my my global gym workings are not or my global gym workouts are not working <laughs> cutting it <laughs> So what was it so, like for having done it before and then going back four years later? Um, it was a little different. Um, the first the first place that I went to, I remember we did like Karen, 150 wall balls for time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is a workout. Holy cow. No kidding. Um, and the new gym was a little bit more – they branched out some from the – the typical benchmarks, mm -hmm. um, but it was really fun. And, you know, I started to make some friends there and really get into the community. And 
but at that time in, in 2018, um, I was, I work as a construction manager as my day job mm -hmm. and I was working this job site on the other side of the water. So Seattle, like the state of Washington, there's like the main part of it. And then there's the Olympic peninsula on the other side and in between is Puget sound, mm -hmm. which is kind of like the ocean, except they call it the sound for some okay. reason. <laughs> so anyway, I was having to take a ferry across the water and it was taking me like two hours of commuting in the morning, three hours back with traffic. And I was also uh, going to school at night to get my construction management certificate because oh. my original major was business administration. Okay. Um, so it was just a lot on my plate and I wasn't fully committed to going across it. And, um, it was kind of tough for me to get there in the weekdays. And then on the weekends, I was still like partying with my hope, my friends and, you know, just not treating my body very well on the weekend. So it was tough to like actually motivate myself to go back mm -hmm. and, and, you know, first thing in the morning on a weekend, go work out <laughs> with all these people that are awesome yet highly motivated and, and are not hungover. So finally 2019, um, it was the morning after my 2019th birthday or my 29th birthday. And I kind of hit as, like what I would describe as like a personal rock bottom. Mm. And I remember waking up that morning, so incredibly hungover and just like looking at myself in the mirror, like, Oh my God, like, what have I done to myself? What have I become? I, and I just, I literally hated the, the person that was looking back at me in the mirror. Wow. And I just had this moment of like, I, I don't ever want to feel like this again. And so from there, I, I just started doing more of the things that I really loved that made me happy mm -hmm. and less of the things that didn't make me happy. And so with that, I kind of weighed alcohol as like, oh, short-term happiness, yet long-term horrible, horrible sadness. Mm -hmm. CrossFit, short-term happiness, and also long-term happiness. That's great. Well, maybe not short, short-term when you're in the middle yeah. of a lot of people, <laughs> you're yes, a lot of pain, but yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and so I just started, I started going every single day and I changed my diet and completely cut out alcohol. And I, I just had this amazing personal transformation of like personal growth and, and maturity. And I started making really good friends at the gym and everybody was saying like, Oh, Scott, like, I didn't want to say anything a few months ago when you came back, but like, you look kind of pudgy and now you look great. <laughs> and like you know, with that, <laughs> what's that? But like this stuff is working. Yeah, exactly. And so with that kind of came newfound confidence and, you know, I went from zero pull-ups to one to five to 20. And, you know, I went from having to to pause after every five wall balls to pausing every 10 and every 20 and not knowing the first thing about getting upside down to doing five handstand pushups in a row. Like it was just like Same. everything and, and every new movement that I gained and every, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I absolutely love this. And I need more. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. That's so incredible that, you know, like I think people, talk about having those low points 
it's hard, but it is in a lot of ways, like the greatest gift, because when you have that, you sort of have this wake up call to what's really important. Um, and what, like you said, just doing the things in your life that you really enjoy or that are good for you. Um, what are, and so obviously tons of physical benefits as you're learning new skills and becoming fitter, what are some of the like mental or emotional benefits that you've experienced since really dedicating yourself to CrossFit? Um, yeah, mentally, I think just my confidence has grown so much and really my willpower has really taken a turn for the, the positive. Um, and it's even like little things like, oh, you know, so-and-so brought free pizza in for lunch today. And just again, weighing that like, oh, short term, like pizza is really good, mm-hmm. but it's going to make me feel really bad later today. And it's also going to probably affect my performance and my workout later tonight. And I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of thinking about things like that and knowing how things will affect my workouts later in the day, my performance, my ability to perform at, at my own peak level mm-hmm. has just allowed me to say, you know, like, no, thanks on the pizza. I have my meal prep in the fridge, like everything's I'm good. <laughs> um, and so just the ability to kind of stick with that over time is and I, I, I really think comes from CrossFit. That's amazing. And emotionally, I mean, I think I'd, if I didn't have CrossFit, I'd be in a, a pretty bad place still. And, you know, the, being at the gym just brings me so much joy and happiness and being surrounded by people that are so welcoming and comforting and supportive and just, I mean, absolutely like the best community of people. I mean, as I'm sure you know over the years. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's all about the community. And, you know, I, I, uh, back when I was still doing class workouts every single day, like I was, I was dead last mm-hmm. for a lot of those workouts. And at first it kind of weirded me out that everybody was still kind of staying there. They weren't cleaning <laughs> up their equipment. They were kind of fist bumping each other, cheering me on, clapping. And I was like, Oh God, I feel so bad that I'm holding these people back from continuing on with their days. <laughs> but it's, I, it took me a while to realize that it's not, they don't feel obligated to do that. They do that because they want to support me and everybody in that gym. And mm-hmm. um, they it's care just, and it, that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's just a really cool feeling. And, you know, it's not just my gym either. Um, I was doing a little, a local competition uh, right before COVID on Valentine's day um as an individual it was my first comp as an individual and they had released the workouts beforehand and i practiced them and there is a it was a thrusters and rowing workout and i just could not get it completed under the time cap and i probably practiced it like three or four times and so we come to competition day and i'm like gosh my my one goal is just to finish this workout under the time cap yeah. And I remember getting off the rower and I was dead last in my heat and went to the bar to pick it up for the thrusters. And the whole gym uh, was surrounding my workout area, all the other competitors from the heat, all the spectators, everybody was like cheering. Come on, Scott, you got this. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I ended up finishing it on just like five seconds or three seconds out of the time cut. But it was the most amazing feeling just to have this group of supportive people around me cheering me on like total strangers 
There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. That's incredible. Well, let's go back to the enclosing spondylitis. How have you noticed any change in your symptoms, whether it's frequency or severity, or that you use your, your workouts, your movement in the gym or your nutrition to help, um, improve any of those symptoms? Yeah. So I, I definitely notice it on bad days Mm -hmm. when I have pain, despite taking my everyday painkiller, I've noticed over the years that exercise makes the symptoms, uh, better. Okay. I won't say it gets rid of it completely, but it, 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 it definitely lessens it. And I think, you know, when I first started experiencing this pain and I was like, Oh, my inclination was to just lay on the couch and not move. Because mm-hmm. every time I sit, every time I stand, every time I go to the bathroom, every time I get food, every time I walk around, lay down, roll over, get in the car, get out of the car, sit in my desk chair, everything hurts. And so, you know, I thought that sitting still would be the best thing for it, but it's not. <laughs> it is absolutely not. And so just getting to the gym is the most important thing for me on those days is I know once I walk in there. I'm going to feel better. And so usually I start with getting on the bike and just getting blood flow moving. Like oftentimes I'm limping when I get in there, I can barely bend over to tie my shoes. And then once I do a little mobility, some stretching, get on the bike, I can usually like, I'm like, okay, I can touch my toes now. I'm comfortable. Let's grab the barbell. Let's get on the rig. Let's see what's going to, what's going to happen today. So absolutely. And I think, you know, CrossFit in its nature of just building such a rounded uh, athletes (laughs) in that it's not just strength. It's not just cardio. It's also agility and balance and, and mobility and everything that helps me manage my daily lifestyle when I'm in pain. It's just, I, I love CrossFit. I can't, I can't imagine myself doing anything else. That's, that's amazing. Um, and I love too, that you really um, advocated for yourself in finding a rheumatologist that wanted to work with you or that was willing to work with you in a way that felt right. Um, because I think that that's important. Um, there's obviously so many different approaches out there. And so finding someone that you can work with and that you trust is really really important. And it's going to take an approach that you're comfortable with. Um, and I know one of the, you know, one of the things that I think is great that comes from this podcast with people sharing their stories is they're able to connect with other people with similar conditions or similar situations and, um, really learn from each other. Is there anything that you would like to share to someone who's maybe facing a similar diagnosis, maybe another, um, rheumatologic disease or autoimmune disease, um, that you, you know, advice you wish you would have gotten or something you would tell someone in your situation a few years ago, as you're first starting to understand this. Yeah, I, I would just say, don't let it define your life. Don't let it take control of you. Mm. Flip the script. I mean, just don't let it stop you from doing all the things that you normally would do. Uh, it, it just 
keep moving, stay mobile, try CrossFit or continue doing CrossFit. Um, but just find a way to, to get out of bed and get off the couch and continue living your life as much as you possibly can. Figure out what works for you in terms of mitigation and just keep doing it so that you can get on with your normal everyday life and continue living. That's great advice. And I'm sure that like everyone, you also have moments, maybe on a really rough day when you're in a lot of pain, where you get down, what do you do or what helps you in those moments to help kind of flip back into more of a positive attitude? Like you obviously have most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I think it's, Honestly, just having my gym community and knowing that they're going to be there at the end of my workday or at the end of my weekend day or beginning of my weekend day or whatever it it might be, just knowing that there's people there that can support, comfort, help, chat with, be a shoulder to lean on or, or just an ear to listen to. Having that whole entire community around me is just and knowing that they're there available to me, if I just go in the door, <laughs> that's, that's just, it's an awesome feeling. And it, it gets me through those days when I just don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's what it's all about surrounding yourself with those people who are going to, and that's what CrossFit's really about. Like you said, whether it's finishing a workout last and having people there to pick you up and support you, or whether it's, you know, having a rough day at work or, something else going on in life. It's having those people who are going to be there for you and, and cheer you on and and support you no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I would like to start wrapping up with three questions. I ask everyone at the end of the podcast. So the first one is what are the three things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health? Um, First of all is meal prep for me. Um, It's huge. I think, I, I'm not sure if it's related to ankylosing spondylitis, but I, I have a pretty sensitive stomach. Um, so much so that when I was first looking into ankylosing spondylitis, they ended up doing a colonoscopy because they were looking for something called a leaky gut, mm-hmm. um, which I guess goes hand in hand with autoimmune disorders. Um, so at the ripe old age of 25, I, was getting a colonoscopy and I was funny story. I was actually too embarrassed to tell anybody that I was going to get a colonoscopy. So I drove myself. And uh-huh. of course, if you drive yourself, they don't let you, they don't put you under. Oh, and so I was like completely awake. <laughs> oh gosh, that sounds traumatic. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, having my own food ready to go packaged up is is really important for me and makes a huge impact on my life. And I always have a cooler with me. So if I'm on the road at lunchtime, I know that I would, I always have my own food with me that I can eat. That makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So meal prep, number one, uh, number two, obviously CrossFit, um, just everything from strength and confidence and mobility and agility and, the community, I mean, that has just made a huge, huge, huge impact on my life. And I wouldn't be where I am today without CrossFit. Um, and number three, I think for me is reading. Mm. Um, I, 
it's part of my nightly routine every single night. I think it's a great way to just relax, unwind, um, not think about work or life or stress or family or anything and just kind of take your mind to a totally different place. And I'm a big proponent of actual like paper books. Mm-hmm. So no screen time and just completely disconnecting from the outside world and relaxing. That's a great way to end the day. Any favorite books, all-time favorites or recent books that you've enjoyed? All-time favorites. Oh man. Um, I don't know. Obviously I love like CrossFit books. Like I love Rich's book. I love Katrin's book. Um, I read Rob Gronkowski's book, which is really entertaining, (laughs) but I like fantasy. I like sci-fi. I just like escaping to a different, uh, different reality. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, what is one thing that you think would have a big impact on your health, but you have a hard time implementing it or something that you're working on? I am a terrible sleeper. Mm. Um, I just don't get enough sleep. Um, I have this night reading these page turners. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have the whoop. It, I don't know. It, it's always giving me these reminders at like five and 6 PM. Like it's time to get in bed. (laughs) (laughs) I think the the worst, the worst one I saw was like, Oh, spend time in bed between 6 15 PM and 11 15 AM. Oh, I was like, it's Tuesday. Up. Like I have to go to work. I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I, I do not sleep enough. I probably average like four or five, maybe six hours a night. And, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's not a lot of sleep. That's tough. I know a lot of people struggle with sleep, especially, I think, especially people who are, who are doing CrossFit, who are go-getters, who are going to be trying to do a lot of stuff, just work working out, having a lot of balls in the air. Yeah. And I, I coach now as well. So it's like on nights that I coach, you know, our last class gets out at 8 PM. So there's vacuuming, there's mopping, cleaning the bathroom, set the laundry. It's like, I don't get home till nine 30. And then even if I eat dinner at the gym, I, I'm still like, I got to wind down somehow. And then all of a sudden it's 10, 10, 30, 11. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, gotta be up at, you know, four 30 to get to the job site tomorrow by five 30. So. Time flies. It's just, uh, yeah, time flies. It's a struggle. What does a healthy life look like to you, Scott? Um, definitely some sort of physical activity, healthy eating, um, some time every day to disconnect from work or social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think another big one is social interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't know, in today's you know, COVID work from home society, I think it's tough for people to disconnect and, and go outside and meet people and talk about things. And all of my friends who work from home, they're like, oh my gosh, I love not having the commute, but I hate not being able to socialize and interact with all my coworkers in the office like I normally would. Like, you know, walk down to the kitchen, get some water or whatever, a snack and just chat with people. And so I think but having that human to human connection and interaction every day is so important for, for a healthy lifestyle. And Mm -hmm. um, that's another great thing about CrossFit. (laughs) There are so many benefits, so many benefits. Wonderful. Well, this has been great. I'm so glad that you were able to share your story and I hope that other people listening will be able to take something away from it. But I know that, um, in particular, if anyone is, is interested in reaching out and sharing something that's worked for them or 
um, just learning more from you, you're willing to, uh, to connect with people. So what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, yeah, I would say Instagram it's uh, at Scott young CF. Okay. Um, and also my email S young 12 UW at gmail.com. And I would love to get connected with anybody else who has ankylosing spondylitis or any other autoimmune disease to kind of see what you do to mitigate the pain and how you get through those, those bad days and anything that just kind of helps keep you, keep you going. Wonderful. Well, it's so great to hear all the things that you found to help keep you going. And we know there's a lot of, of great things in CrossFit that, um, that help with, you know, just in general, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, the, the exercise, the community, the nutrition. Um, so it's great to see how those have been beneficial for you. Yes, they really have all con contributed to me just turning my life completely around and becoming a much more happy, confident person. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, gave me the, like, I went and took my L1 just to kind of, initially, I wanted to learn more about the movements for myself and get better at them myself. And then sitting there, I just had kind of like an epiphany moment of like, I, I want to do more of this like i want to give back to the community that gave me so much on my my journey and um sitting listening to to the, the two flow masters curtis and um oh my gosh i'm blanking on her name nadia no not nadia curtis and michelle 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 moons yeah there you go. i know those seattle area those washington area people <laughs> yeah i just like i i just had this moment like i was like oh my gosh i i have to do something more mm -hmm. with my life than just work out at a crossfit gym mm -hmm. so i got the opportunity at my my own gym to start coaching and i just absolutely love it and i just i'm loving everything that crossfit has done for me that's amazing. Well, it's cool to see it come full circle. And I can relate to that for sure. Also having a, a big epiphany moment at my level one and, and then just knowing I wanted this to be a big part of my life forever. So it's great to hear that that happened for you too. And to see you coaching now and for you continuing to pass that along to other people. Yeah. It's, it's so rewarding. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Scott. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Julie. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you or someone you know has a story to share on a future episode of Pursuing Health, please write me at info at pursuing-health.com. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, please also consider subscribing and giving it a five-star rating on iTunes. It really does help to get the word out to more people.